Welcome to The Range Brief with Blackwing. I'm your host, Jared Ramey, and today I am joined by two familiar voices, Mark Gore and Jedediah McLean. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you, sir. Today we are talking about SHOT Show. Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about what SHOT Show is? SHOT Show. SHOT Show is an awesome firearms, I don't think convention is the right word. It's mecca. Yeah, kind of like a a mix of a buying show and a media event. So it's about a week long in Vegas every year in January is just packed with fire manufacturers, ammo manufacturers, anything gun industry related manufacturers, archery companies as suppliers for those companies. You know, there's people there that sell CNC machines and all kinds of stuff like that. There's a demo day on the front end and then there's four days of, of walking the show floor. And for us as a gun store, our, use of this show is to go there, find new product and buy it. And so a lot of companies, big gun companies and smaller companies alike will release, hold their new products and release them at SHOT Show. So it's kind of like that big, exciting event where all the cool stuff is. It's pretty awesome. It is, I think it's the third largest convention in the United States, something like that. So it can actually only ever be held in Vegas because there's nowhere else big enough to do that. And over the last few years, they've actually expanded it. And it's now across two different convention centers in Vegas, which is just wild. Yeah, I think we totaled between 35 and 40 miles per person for the whole the whole week of walking. Yeah, one day we walked over half a marathon. It was a good time. Basically, the, the largest firearms trade show, exclusive firearms trade show you can go to. Yeah, and so... You're like, oh, that's cool. I want to go next year. Unfortunately, it's not that easy. They've gotten pretty restrictive because so everyone wants to go. It's really just like people in the industry and they've got it locked down. Like you got to send in your business card and an invoice you've written. And man, it's pretty hardcore. And it's an NSSF event, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So the NSSF, National Shooting Sports Foundation, puts this on and it's their biggest event. And I don't know. I don't know how long it's been going on, but for a long time, at least 20 years. Right on. Well, knowing that, let's talk about some of the new stuff. Jed, why don't you lead us off with, uh, start with a a manufacturer of firearms. Start there. Well, as you guys saw when we were at the show, it it seemed to really be pushing towards the year of the lever gun. A couple companies, big names in it. One of them was Winchester and the new 22 Long Rifle Ranger. Yeah. Their first entry back since I think they made 94 22s years and years ago. Really neat little gun. And walnut stocks, blued steel, twenty-two long rifle, great little action. And it looks like a miniature ninety-four, right? It does. Very, very neat. We've got those on order. Hopefully see them sooner than later. Expecting that one to be really popular. The great price point coming out the gate, they're going right after that Henry market. So expect them to be in that four fifty range. Oh, handling them. That gun felt really smooth. I own a ninety-four, an original ninety-four, and I was like, damn, this thing's pretty cool. It feels very similar. Really smooth gun. I guess I'll take the next one. We are bringing in LaRue Tactical. So anybody oh, yeah. who knows, probably like 10, 15 years ago, if you wanted a really rigid, really high quality, like people who were going after military contracts in rails or scope mounts, or even like precision rifles, LaRue Tactical was kind of the name. This was this predates like your Daniel Defenses, your, who's another really popular one? PRI. PRI, all that stuff. And they were integral in some of those early military contracts. Anyway, for a long time, you could only buy them directly from LaRue. And so we're going to carry them. So you're going to see LaRue OBR, 7.62 guns, and 5.56. They're more precision oriented, but like super, super durable, super 
pretty badass guns. And we'll also have the MBT trigger, which is a phenomenal trigger at basically half the price of everybody else's good trigger. And we'll have some of their other accessories like their scope mounts, like their uh, their Harris bipods with QD mounts. And yeah, we're really excited to have them on board. I would stop in and check those out. They are beautiful guns. And they were kind of like pretty hard for us to get, right, for a while? You couldn't get them. I mean, yeah. uh, as far as 2023 was the first year they started having a dealer network. And I think that's their goal, right? Is they want to go, they want to move to dealers and Giving stop people's being hands. Uh, exactly. Yeah. They want people to experience them. And they are, they are cool as hell. Made in Texas. I did a little digging on them. They started in 1980, which is a long time compared to some of the other AR companies. I mean, in 1980, they weren't near as popular as they are today. All right, Mark, you're up. Gun company. Gun company. Uh, I think the coolest thing, hands down, in my opinion, that was at that show was the Ruger Mini 14 with the Samson folding stock. The A-Team gun. The A-Team gun. Mm. I watched that TV show growing up. I don't remember. It was on channel like three or something all the time, back to back to back. And I would just turn that on if my sisters weren't around and hogging the remote. And it was my favorite TV show ever. And so I actually bought a Mini 14, a Woodstock stainless gun, and I have it. It's actually like 15 feet away from me right now. (laughs) It's super cool. I love the gun, but I never ponied up for the stock that Samson makes, which is, I don't remember what it is, like $600 or something. And I've, I've never done it. But they finally partnered with Samson, and they're now selling that gun with the stock. And so that stock folds to one side of the gun, and you can kind of lock it on the side. And then the back of the stock kind of folds up to make it real compact on the gun. And then you can carry it around. You can shoot it from the hip. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like quintessential 80s. So awesome. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing Ruger did really well with this gun, too, is it's it's a direct clone to what they made in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's got the right muzzle brake on it. It's got the right front sight. They did a really great job with it. They didn't. They wanted to bring that gun back to life for the 75th. Yeah. And it's gorgeous. It's so cool. And as of right now, like available, we have them. Which is wild. I did not expect that. Some of the last popular guns, a lot of the popular guns Ruger makes marlins and some of the like 454 revolvers blackhawks redhawks stuff's super hard to get absolutely but somehow they got the production runs up and we've got them got one left i think i think we were just on the trigger finger we like saw that and we're like right yeah we got on it quick (laughs) and then jed ordered five and then i walked by later and i ordered (laughs) ten jared walked by later ordered another five they're really cool though yeah all right jed you're up again all right you know, keeping in the trend, I've started with the lever guns, might as well keep it going. Smith & Wesson dropped the forty four Magnum 1854 lever yeah. gun. Really good looking stainless gun. They have a very limited production blue that has some gorgeous walnut. It's about triple the price of the other one. <laughs> that gun is... But very well made. It was great to be able to get that gun in hand. From talking to our rep, it sounds like this is going to be a well produced and easily produced firearm looks good and then they said they will be excited to in the years come release some different calibers in it too so some some talk about 460 coming to it possibly the 500 570 so great to see a brand like that get into that market yeah it's a stainless gun with black furniture it kind of gives me those henry x vibes it's got like little m-lock slots and you can make you can like tack it up yep i think it's cool that four thousand dollar one though that is one of the most beautiful lever guns I've seen, but it's, I think it's 4k, right? 30, yeah. 30, 3,500 or 4k. I mean, it's, it's up there. It's hard to describe 
how dark and gorgeous the bluing work is on that gun. Yeah. And I mean, yep. the, the, the sheen that's on the wood, they knocked it out of the park. It's a beautiful, beautiful gun. Yeah. And the nice thing for like, realistically speaking about Smith and Wesson making this gun is man, not many Smith and Wesson guns are hard to get. They figure stuff out and pump guns out. So we're hoping if that follows their typical trend, they will be much more available in a year or two when things catch up. And speaking of beautiful blue guns, Colt has finally got it together and the Python is coming out in blue. Python's back, baby. Nice. The real Python. Yeah. And I mean that, that, you know, almost classic arsenic blue. And granted, that's not what it is anymore because they can't do the arsenic blues, but the, the deep dark sheen that that gun has in that bluing Colt knocked that one out of the park. That, that was a beautiful revolver to see. And we're hoping to get very, very soon. I was kind of bummed out when I saw it. Cause like no shit a week earlier, a customer was like, you think they'll ever come out with a blue one? And I was like, <laughs> no nah, man, honestly, I, I don't think, think so. It's yeah. going to be so expensive for them to spin that up. And somebody had told me like they lost the machines to do it. Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't think so. One week later, that dude's like, that piece of shit. <laughs> that lying guy. I hate him. But no, that gun is cool. They're uh, also doing a, they're doing like a, a flat version, right? They, they did bring back the mat. They're going to do the mat stainless in the pythons. And from what I understand, that'll be in the three, four and a quarter and the six inch variants. And then they also brought back for those that are uh, Python or Colt snake gun aficionados, they brought back the combat which is the three inch shortened grip, high polished stainless finish. And we've had a couple of those. I think we got one of those left on the shelf. That was a cool mm-hmm. gun. Did, do they do like a cylinder that's not fluted? Am I remembering that right? That's the new combat. That's yeah, the combat. The, the, combat okay. the combat that they dropped has an unfluted cylinder. Which just looks, I know it's not that much different, but it looks cool. Like it does. Oh yeah. It looks I mean, it, it, yeah, yeah, it changes. And then with that G10, that blue tinted G10 grip that it's got yeah. on it, that's a sweet little revolver. If I could whistle, I would. <laughs> there we go. Daniel Defense dropped some new stuff. Oh, so yeah. Probably the most significant is the the H9, <clears throat> which is, if anyone's familiar with the Hudson, it was a striker-fired 1911. At least that was the concept. So you get all of the like the trigger pull and the basically like the aesthetics of a 1911, but striker-fired, so you don't feel so uncomfortable carrying an appendix. Also, pretty cool gun. Unfortunately, they, you know, Hudson dropped the ball, what was it, like six years ago? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I, I, I don't think we had the guns a total year in between introduction, the build up for it, and then unfortunately the fall of the company. Yeah. And so Daniel picked that design up and from talking to, from our guy at Daniel, they basically re- rebuilt that gun. The only part it shares commonality with from the original Hudson is the magazine release. Other than that, that gun is new. Super fun to shoot. We can, you can actually come to the store and shoot one right now. Yeah. They did a great job <clears throat> on the release there. They, found a bunch of ranges that are good dealers and we like signed an NDA confidentiality agreement and they shipped us the gun like I don't know two weeks before the release yep and so we had that here on release and then they've been good partners too they're we've got 10 that should be here next week yeah next week I know some good amount of them already spoken for but yeah, it's been a, a cool release and always nice to have guns in hand lo- shortly after release. Yeah, and they did a good job of actually having holster support. So yeah. like through Daniel, you can get a holster, which I was honestly surprised about. But that's a really cool gun. They also announced a PCC, so a pistol caliber carbine. That's probably not coming till July or like mid-year, maybe a little bit later. But, you know, blowback, 9 millimeter. they're going to make an SBR and a rifle, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and it runs the... 
CC Scorpion magazine. Which I think is a great idea. That's a good mag. Yeah. yeah. So that gun's cool. And that'll be here, like I said, hopefully mid to end of the year. And a third one that's not an official, like full on release, but we got in on an exclusive that they're doing for like a certain group of dealers. That's a pretty cool makeup of a V11 or V7. V7. A V7. V7. It's got some pretty neat, different kind of like unique upgrades and is a pretty good package. Yeah, 14.5 gun with a pin and welded chemo. So dead air, right, yeah. dead air muzzle device and uh, like a Geisley trigger. Yeah, either Geisley or Trigger Tech. One of this, it's like an upgraded bougie trigger and it's a tan gun. It, it looks sweet. It does. It's a good gun. Uh, right. Let me hit mine next because I got a double feature. So <clears throat> this is a hush, hush, hush puppy combo. BNT released a, I think this is a limited release. Is that right? Of their hush, puck, hush puppy, oh my gosh, package. So this is a Glock 19 that has the hush puppy. They call it like the SLD switch a lot of times. But basically what it does is it lets you lock the slide. So you've got a suppressor on this gun and you can lock the slide so that you only have one shot. And what that does is it closes the action so you don't have any gas and any noise released at the shooter. Not any noise, but less noise. Nothing's coming through the action of the gun. Yeah, there's no action noise. Like the sound you would have just racking the gun, you eliminate that. It's gone. Super cool. That kind of idea has been around for a while. We actually carried guns from this company called Hush Puppy a while back, and they did these conversions to Smith Wesson MMPs and Glock 19s where you could get this switch installed. And it looks like a manual safety on the back of the gun. You flip it up, it locks the slide, you flip it down. And so pretty cool. The package that BNT has, has Glock 19 with that switch comes with an acro on the gun and the slide is milled directly for that mount on there. And it comes with a little short suppressor on the end as well. I think it's the RDS nine. I think it's their suppressor. Yeah. I mean, it is a tiny little package. Yeah. It's small and it's basically like the quietest nine millimeter. And I guess the can short, but like the quietest you could make an actual gun because they don't really make bolt action, nine millimeter handguns. Yeah. That's pretty Yeah, Unless you bought like ponied up for a station six or something like that. But this also has an acro milled into the slide. So it's the lowest possible co-witness red dot you could have because they no plate worries. No plate. They just have direct mount. Yeah. Like standard height sights has standard Glock sights and you can still co-witness with the acro. That's how low they got the thing. It is cool. It's a cool gun. And the, the two fur package here is not only that package, but the company that makes the hush puppy or does those conversions, we're also going to be set up to carry those guns, which is if you wanted to buy just the Glock with that switch, they will sell that gun as well. So we're working on those. I think that's going to be a little bit later, maybe later in this year. And they also make some subsonic ammo, uh, which is pretty cool. The company's been around for a while, but I feel like I don't know what their deal is, but they go in and out of of making these guns, but I think it's been <clears throat> probably six years since we since they made them last. Yeah, super cool. I'm excited. Do you have any more guns? I do. Uh, I actually have I have a few more. I mean, there were there were some really cool stuff. One thing that we've got coming from a company out of Ohio, helping support the local businesses, Stealth Arms, the Platypus, the great name, 2011 uh, that runs on Glock magazines. Yeah. Very, very cool little gun. We have those on order as well as a range gun or two that's going to be on order. 
Hoping to see those in the next couple months. Very, very neat little system. 2011, so it's going to be similar to your MPAs, your Staccatos, but Glock magazines instead. Another one I'm really excited about because you guys know I love NFAs and I love adding to the tax stamp collection that I've got going on. PTR is bringing out a shotgun. They're calling the Jack. Small little three-round AOW built on a Mossberg 500 series. $5 tax stamp for those. You heard that right. $5. $5 tax stamp for the AOW. One neat little thing about that gun, too, is this is really the first company to really step into this that isn't Cebu. So you're not paying twenty-five dollars or $3,000 for one of these short little guys. These guys, I think, are right around a grand, maybe a little bit under. $5 tax stamp. And the other cool thing with them doing on the 500 series is you can put the little spacer in there, run some mini shells through this guy. Ooh, be so, so much fun. I'm excited for that. Pretty neat. Another exciting company that we are finally getting the opportunity to partner with and bring in for any of our 22 aficionados that are out there. We've got Volkortsen coming. Yeah. We've got range guns coming. We've got the Black Mamba coming. A couple others. So really excited for that partnership. For those that aren't familiar with Volkortsen, fantastic 22 company. The handguns are built on Mark IV 2245 or standard frames upgraded triggers average like two and a half pounds really cool racy looking little 22 pistols that are just tack drivers yeah more accurate than any ruger out there they, they do some great work so we we will also have the ability we won't be stocking them right offhand as far as the rifles go but as a, with our partnership with volcourts and now if there's anybody out there that's thinking about a volcourts and rifle let us know we'd be happy to help you out kind of along those super high-end competitive like spared no expense, highest quality parts, every bell and whistle, we're bringing in JP Enterprises. So anybody who shot competition has heard of this company. Uh, we're bringing in their ARs and a couple of their PCCs. These guns are unbelievable. I mean, they feel like they're on ball bearings. Everything about them is great. We're bringing in a couple of those. They are pricey guns, but man, they're cool. Me and, me and Jed were looking at them like, oh my God, I, I got to get one of these, man. This thing's awesome. The, it is sweet. One, their time. their <laughs> side charger yeah. was unreal. For those that are out there that have ever shot suppressed AR, if you go to subsonic 223, you turn the gun into a bolt gun. What is great about the JP system is you can just reach right up, left hand, if you're a right-handed shooter, grab that, pull it straight back. You're not reaching over the top of the gun. You're not having to break off of the scope and go away from the target and then realign. Really cool feature with that. But like Jared said, these things are on ball bearings. It is. I mean, slicked. Yeah, super cool gun. And they do they do really innovative stuff. Like they've got heat sinks on the barrel so the barrel doesn't get hot or get as much mirage or very little mirage. Their triggers are, are straight but sleeved in a ball bearing. So you can't impart lateral movement on the trigger silent captured spring system they are race cars i mean it is it's the f1 of the ar this gun is unbelievable yeah that is this is gonna be cool i'm excited to see them yeah mark didn't even look at them crazy they're they're sweet <laughs> i did no i did briefly and i think wait who's got more guns i'm out of guns i've got more guns I just, just i keep feeding <laughs> one that i was very excited with uh glock hasn't released too much here lately, but one thing they did finally bring stateside for us was the Glock 25, little blowback 380 auto that is almost identical in size to the Glock 19. 16 round capacity and 380. Uh, I, it's hard 
to explain to somebody how much of a joy that gun is to shoot. Yeah, you might be thinking, why do I want a Glock 19 and 380? Like I did. That sounds not that cool. Ammo is more expensive, harder to get, that hard to get. Why do I want that, Jed? Why is it so cool? You have to shoot it. I mean, you have, you have to, to shoot it. It is a compact handgun, right? It's a Glock 19, but you've got the recoil of a 22 long rifle and it's just laser beams. It's unreal. You wouldn't expect that gun to be that great, but I, I don't think we've had anybody that has shot this and not left the range smiling. So we placed a pretty small order initially, like single digit guns. And Jed bought like the first one that came in. He's like, Jared, you have to shoot this. And I was like, dude, I'm not really interested. This is not, I'm not a 380 guy. I don't want to buy another caliber. And then I took it in there. I shot like a magazine and I walked out and I was like, damn it. Now I need one of these. It is so much fun to shoot. I mean, I've got, I've got some pretty high end guns and this goofy 380 Glock is just as, is probably more fun to shoot than any of them. It is so much fun. Well, I went to the extreme too and I put an X300 turbo <laughs> on the end of mine and the gun was flat before it doesn't move at all now just that little bit of weight from the light we've got one on the range that's done fantastic ben has showed quite a few ladies that he's had in the training classes that have ate it up my dad who never owned a 380 bought one <laughs> i mean it's 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 a lot of fun it's an amazing range gun but then again i mean I don't know anything on this planet that would let you stand around and throw 17 rounds of 380 at it yeah. so i mean great home defense gun too if you're not interested in one totally get it but just try it just, just try come it. and yeah. shoot it come just shoot five that rounds bad boy and yeah. shoot it because it is so much fun and you might walk away from there being like man that was just a hoot and a holler yeah i think jed said it best when he came out and he said this has no right to be this fun <laughs> <laughs> another one that probably has no right to be as much I won't say fun as cool looking as it is. Beretta is bringing out the A300 Ultima Patrol in a multicam that is to die for. It, it looks is bro. gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, just I didn't I didn't need another shotgun, and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have to buy one of these. A lot of those companies that do the dips, they kind of come out looking hokey. You know what I mean? This doesn't look hokey. Like looks like the right. It looks like the pattern hasn't been manipulated and look all wonky. It looks great. That gun is cool as hell. And another one, another cool one, this guy won't be out until summer 2024. Staccato has brought back the C designation, but instead of being a 1911, it'll be a 2011, four inch, 16 round gun. So as far as where it will fall in the line of Staccato's, you've got the CS at the smallest side of the spectrum, followed by the C2. The C is going to fit in and right after that, followed by the P, X, C, and XL. So as yep. far as your size goes, really cool little gun, 16 rounds. It looks like, but we haven't confirmed yet. It looks like it's going to run on the same magazine as the CS. Oh, All right. I was actually, I thought it was the opposite of that. So good for clarifying. I thought it took the same magazines as like the P. Pretty sure from, from looking at it, when again, we have to confirm, but from looking, it looks as though the CS and the C will run the same mag, the C2 We'll be, we'll be able to take, you know, like the P, the XL, the, the larger six. Not hating on Staccato, but if they change their naming convention to something like platypus or giraffe or whatever they want to call it, it'd be a lot easier to keep them all straight. <laughs> it would. You know, and, and for anybody out there that, that dates back to, you know, from STI going to Staccato, the C used to be the designation for their 1911s. So there, there'll initially be a little bit of confusion as far as people looking for C magazines. 
you know, especially if they had one of the older models. Because if you look up Staccato C magazine right now, it, it gives you 1911, eight and nine rounders. Mm. So a little, little bit of a hiccup there. Yeah. As you can see, companies have no uh, standard on releases. Like Glock released their SHOT Show guns, what, a month before SHOT Show? Yeah. Staccato released a gun, but it's not really like ready. And then like Magpul releases some stuff that we may never see. But never the EMAG. <laughs> never the, yeah. The, EMAG. Never the, the biggest e- letdown of SHOT Show is that they did not release the EMAG. Especially after all the promos. Yeah, they hyped it up. They and hyped then they, it and then they just swept the rug out from off. under us. They have a translucent PMAG, by the way, if anybody's excited about that. I that's think that's coming. cool. Yeah. I'm in. Maybe they'll have a metal feed lip PMAG soon, too. Twitter is like flaming hot PO'd that there's no straight 20s or EMAGs. I'm with them. Yeah. Oh. What are you going to do? Drop the ball. <laughs> letting us down hopes and dreams crushed is that the end of the guns how many more guns are there <laughs> i i think that kind of kind of drives me out of of what i had in the gun list i can kind of segue here for mark a little bit into the into the world of suppressors i know he's got a little more to cover than i do oh i do uh, but i will i will say my small piece silencer co changing the pistol game Again, as far as suppressors go, in dropping the Spectra 9mm, compact little 9mm titanium can, right about the same overall length for anyone that is familiar with the Omega 9K. However, the diameter is smaller, and they are saying that this thing is lights out quiet. Quieter than the Octane 9 is what they said. So quiet, they are going to push away from the Octane series. Which is like twice as long. Yeah. But the new baffles is supposed to be what whatever they've come up with and this new patent that they're working to to finalize on this baffle is what's supposed to be the game changer for this guy and keeping it really small and super quiet. But the real black magic in that can is that if it is as quiet as even like an, an Omega 9K, if it's as quiet as that and half the weight, you're going you're gonna to mitigate all the issues that handguns have with suppressors. Because anytime you add weight to a, to a browning action or any tilting barrel action, that's what, that's what makes them unreliable. This thing is feather light. I mean, it's, it was unbelievable when he was showing it to us. Yeah, crazy. And unfortunately, as an Omega 9K owner, it is a little hard to see because that's another <laughs> man he's got to buy a ruger and a new he's got to buy a ruger yeah. he's got to buy a new suppressor he's got to get in the aow game <laughs> and it's hard when you have to buy a gun that basically is the same as another gun you have or a suppressor in the same boat so consignment yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys who wants a really good deal <laughs> yeah you need this <laughs> uh okay I, I will hit my suppressors here there were quite a few released that sounds like one's pretty awesome top of the list but Dead Air also came out with quite a few new suppressors. For them, they're Nomad TI, titanium suppressors. They have a new like evolution called the XC, or the Cross Country. And it's targeted to be for hunters, target shooters. Everything's titanium, so lightweight. And then it's going to be better, quieter than the existing Nomad series. So they're doing that in the standard Nomad TI and also in the Nomad LTI, the longer version, which is pretty cool. Upgrades to a suppressor that is well-known for being super quiet. The Nomad LT or the LTI are both super quiet, like often top rankings for the quietest suppressors, really long and 
big diameter. So great to see some some kind of improvements on on those. And then they also released a Nomax 338, which is a ginormous can. And it is in, it takes up to 338, surprisingly. Pretty big volume, good suppressor, not something that they really had an option for previously. And then I'll hit on the other side, Rugged Suppressors came out with a Surge X. So similar to Dead Air, it's an upgraded Surge. The big thing that they've done, and it seems to be they're working towards all their old existing, most of their old existing suppressors have Rugged's mounting system welded as part of the can. So you can't do anything else. The Surge X will be their, I think, second suppressor after the Alaskan that has the universal mount in the back. So it's the standardized hub mount thread pitch. And so you can buy that suppressor and you can put in Dead Air's mounting system or Soundsco's mounting system, which is super nice for those of us that have mounts on a lot of different guns from different companies. You can make that work and not have to take old mounts off, put new mounts on for basically the same thing. Okay, I may have forgotten a gun. But it's suppressor adjacent. Okay. So we're all familiar with the Honey Badger, right? Like the quintessential 300 blackout gun. Q has finally released an affordable to shoot Honey Badger in 5.56. So if you're familiar with like the receiver set and how how iconic that gun looks, now you can get it in 5.56, and we have them today. So oh, you can wow. come check them out. I didn't know that. Yeah, they are super cool. And then my next suppressor item is BNT has released a hub mount for Surefire muzzle devices. So if you have any of the existing suppressors from Silencer Co., Rugged, uh, Dead Air that have the hub mount, you like can- Like the Surge X? Like the Surge X. Now you can use Surefire muzzle devices and that locking mechanism, which is awesome. The downside is that mount, that, that you know hub adapter- is like $400. So you're going to have to special order that if you want one. <laughs> but if you want one, we can get it for you. If you have a collection of Surfire cans, we got you covered. Yep. We, yep. We, can, we can let you branch out into some new stuff. Absolutely. All right, I think we're into, well, is, there, is that the end for suppressors? Is there that's more? All, that's all I got. Accessories. I guess I'll go first. So I'm going to start with probably the most exciting thing first. Buckets. So we got... <laughs> Buckets? Well, they're not really buckets. They're kind of like, I guess they don't hold liquid, so they wouldn't be a bucket. Crate? crate. It's like a folding crate. crate. Yeah. So it's like an, it's an advanced milk carton. It's actually cool. <laughs> I know I'm not selling a crate. But it's, so it's a folding. Let me sell you on buckets. It's a folding <laughs> basket. It's basically a basket that will fold down, and it only takes up about two inches by its you know diameter. I think it's um, like three feet by a foot and a half. And you can stack them. So you could put three or four of these baskets Unold, like unfolded out in the back of your, your minivan or your truck. And they take up basically no space. And then they fold out into pretty substantial crates. And you can put in, like you can fit three 50 cal ammo cans inside these. And you could throw them on a dolly or throw them in the back of your truck and they won't move all over the place. And they're pretty affordable. We've got them in black and we've got them in green. And then we've got lids. So the guy that sold them to us was like, hey man, I take these elk hunting. He packs them out on a horse or whatever, but basically, you know, he takes them out in the flattened compartment and then, you know, if he gets, gets an elk, wraps it all up in the bags and then carries it out in these crates. And then he uses them as like camp tables and all that while he's there. So there's like cutting board lids and plastic lids and the lids are pretty affordable, are super affordable. And they're, 
I'm underselling it. It's a case. It's a crate. It's cool. You should go check them out. They're actually, yeah, they're cool. The wood top, man, I I can see that like a fishing trip. If you need something, you know, cook at the campfire, fillet out a few fish, don't want to do it on top of the cooler like we would normally do. And like Jared said, you can pack these things down and just stack them up. Very little space, but really, really cool little bit with that wood top. If you shop at Aldi, this thing will... My wife's going to be stoked when I bring this home. She's going to be like, this is the best thing you've ever sold at Blackwing. Um, or like Costco or something, because they're perfect. I mean, they're they're reusable. You don't have to, and they're a known quantity. You don't have to go hunt in boxes or pay somebody a nickel or whatever it is for a paper bag. They're pretty universal. They're super cool. Like I said, they'll hold 50 cal ammo cans and, and they don't look dumb. And I feel like a lot of us probably have a bunch of random gun stuff, like holsters and extra accessories, stocks, whatever. And I have mine in like ammo cans and ammo crates, but man, you got to have all these different sizes depending on different things. It takes up a lot of space. These will be, you'll find a use for them somewhere or the other. Yeah, they're cool. Check them out. They're in the breezeway out now. Love it. I want to hit on the coolest thing that we found at SHOT Show. Hands down. Oh, here we go. No doubt. Not these. And it is the Steambow. What is a Steambow? You may ask. (laughs) It is... You know, it's not food. I can promise you yeah. that. I was disappointed to find out it wasn't food. So we, so we have flamethrowers, which I bought two, three, actually. Um, we have exploding targets. We have cool stuff. I like cool stuff. <laughs> These are miniature crossbows, and they are awesome. They are so cool. So a crossbow, imagine it like it's like a maybe a foot across and then maybe a foot and a half long. So pretty small, like handheld and kind of like a little AR style. So some of these have AR style stocks. There's like a quick reload quiver. So you can load your crossbow bolts in this thing and then reload quickly from the top. There's a laser that you can put inside it. It's like $8. This thing looks like it looks like a blade movie. It looks like a toy. It looks like a child's toy that you would see on a shelf around Christmas. I don't think that. I think it looks like... Wesley Snipes should be carrying it into a vampire den because it shoots little freaking steel rods, man. It does. But one thing, when you see this, like the initial bit that I had, it's like, oh, this is like a toy, but it's not. No. Like, it's legit. It's like a 50 pound pull yeah, you with can this thing. Squirrels. And didn't the, didn't the guy tell us like the German police used one of these in like you're, the fence? You're getting my story out of me, okay? <laughs> so when we talked to these guys, this is our first time at SHOT Show, and- they're like a U.S. company, and they're importing them from Germany. I believe that's right. So he said over there, their gun laws are quite different, and it's pretty hard to own a gun over there. So a lot of people own these crossbows for self-defense weapons. And I just imagine like a grandma in a house, and there's a home intruder, and she's like aiming down the hall with this crossbow. And I think that's the coolest thing in the world. Didn't no work. No overpenetration. It's perfect. It's perfect. But... What we what he did tell us is that, yeah, the I guess a police officer somewhat recently uh, used it against someone, a criminal, hopefully, and <laughs> had, I think, killed the guy. So they have different, you can get like different limbs and different strings. It's like different parts of the bow. And you can go from 50 pounds to 150 pounds. So you can make this like, yeah, like something that could I think you need pack some heat. I think you need 75 pounds minimum for Ohio to hunt with. Oh, that's not No. These are, I thought they did it by feet per second. 
No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure crossbows in Ohio. Oh, crossbows. Crossbows. Maybe. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's that's a lot. Bows. It's only like it's like fifty for like a recurve or compound yeah, or something okay. like that. But I think it's seventy five minimum for cross. So like like taking like one to one fifty like that would yeah. zoom a bolt. Now, they, yeah, these are pretty small, but they do have different arrow types, and we have a few of them. That broadhead we have is nasty looking. Yeah, like <laughs> this. So if you ask yourself, what should I buy? <laughs> A steamboat is what you should buy. And we have targets, got lasers, we got everything. I haven't played with it yet, but I am kind of excited too. When the squirrel army comes down from Canada, you'll be stealthily armed with yeah. your steamboat. Dude, it sounds like this. Like, <laughs> zombie army, for zombies, vampires. Yeah. It's like well, ready to go. Mark, if I remember right, it's a it's a six six round internal feed with like the targets, the uh, target bolts. Load like six of them in there, if I'm remembering right. Yeah, I can't remember the number. I for, also forgot to. to I passed up on this. It is a, it's hand caulking. So you don't have to do the whole like, pull, put your pull foot in your it, foot, pull it back. It's hand caulking, which is pretty, pretty easy. But yeah, it's, it's got an internal magazine. I can't remember how many it holds, but soon I will know because I need, I need to buy one. I just haven't done it yet. We just got them in. <laughs> beat that. I don't know. Maybe we I don't, I don't, here. yeah, I, cool. I don't know that I can, I can beat that. But one thing I am excited about from a training aspect with the USPSA that I do, we have, New company that we are working with called Live Fire, and they make a really cool little training round that you can load into your magazine with live ammunition. Just slip one of these guys in, or if you want to do it, probably the correct way is hand your magazine and a bunch of bullets to a buddy and be like, hey, wedge this thing in there someplace. But it mimics the overall length of the live round, and as you're shooting through this magazine, it will strip that dummy cartridge into the chamber and cause a malfunction forcing you to clear it so it's a great little bit for practice i feel like when malfunctions do happen we never expect them so to actually like set that up in a manner that you can train with to i mean you would kind of be anticipating it but you just don't know exactly when it is but kind of getting that mindset you know those tap rack drills and what have you load your max night before you'll never remember where it was yeah (laughs) Yeah, and unlike i know some people do it with like snap caps then you you pull the trigger and nothing goes off so you tap rack reload this is like this thing is like flared out and so it jams into your gun but it's plastic it's not going to hurt your gun um, so it, it causes a like good malfunction you know yeah not just a failure to fire like it yeah you have a yeah i don't know i don't think it it won't replicate a double feed but an actual jam yeah, yeah. and then you know more reliable easier to run than like some people use empty casings but that can cause some other issues and is, is a little bit harder to execute loading that in a magazine. All right. Is that it, gentlemen? No. Are you out of things? I got a whole list. You have more yeah. stuff? You came underprepared. This is going to be the job. longest podcast we've ever done. <laughs> okay. I've got two more. The Surefire Stiletto 2, I think is what it's called. Stiletto Pro 2. Stiletto Pro 2. Come on. So this is another one he that has notes. They, <laughs> <laughs> that they had, Surefire had at the show, but is not going to be released for probably a couple months. This is, as you might have guessed, an upgrade on the Stiletto Pro, which I love. It is the most used thing in my pocket. I use my flashlight more than I use my pocket knife, which I use a lot too, but it's awesome. I have the Stiletto Pro, which is 6,000 Candela, and this is 35,000 Candela. So a lot more throw, a lot more range. Almost six times. Do I know what Candela means? No, but now I do. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. And then it's 1500 lumens. I think the pro is a thousand or short of that. The original pro. 
super cool USB-C, which is what everything's moving towards, has multiple levels of brightness, which is nice. So you don't have to burn your battery up at 1500 lumens if you're just looking for something in the room. Kind of how they did it is there's two different reflectors inside. So like the Stiletto Pro just has one on the front and this has two. So that's how they pump out so much more candela lumens, etc. Pretty cool. It is cool. Q1 is the rollout, so probably mostly, probably mid summer. Call yeah. it summer. Let's call it summer. <laughs> Hopefully by August we will have. <laughs> but we will have those, and there will also be a Stiletto Pro used on consignment from me as well, so I can <laughs> purchase one of those. And then my last item is I honestly don't even know if it was released at Chacho, Show, but that's the first time I'd seen it. And I look at this stuff. Howard Light has Bluetooth headsets now. And I know everyone has their favorite brand of electronic hearing pro. Mine is Howard Light, and they're the last company in the world to do Bluetooth. They make <laughs> I love I love their product. They make great stuff. Uh, we sell a lot of it here, and they finally came out with a Bluetooth ear, earmuff, and I'm super excited about it. He was really excited about it. Everybody, he was very giddy. About we were talking this. about guns, and he walks up to us. And he's like, "Guys, have you seen the Bluetooth <laughs> ear pro?" It's yeah, cool. <laughs> so it's going to be awesome. I guess, Mark, for those that might not understand why you would want Bluetooth on a headset for range, yes. why would you want Bluetooth for a headset on the that's, range? That's a great idea. So this is Electronic Hearing Pro, first of all. It has a microphone. You can turn it up so you can hear other people talking while you're shooting, and then it mutes out the gunfire automatically. And then the Bluetooth functionality lets you hook it up to your phone so you can play some ACDC while you're shooting in the range. It is a ton of fun. So, and it works better than like, I just put on my AirPods underneath my ear pro. That's kind of a wonky setup. If anybody's <laughs> ever tried that. It, I didn't know you hurt your ears that. a little oh, bit. It's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of jacked. Cause even if you have it on noise canceling, like freaks out every time you shoot, it's like, what's why? <laughs> yep. What's going on? Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. You can mix up what you're doing and, you know, give you those tunes that help you focus dial in. Yeah, I listen to like acoustic music and he's in there. <laughs> burning he's blasting up high, yeah. Yeah. highway to hell. Like I just, <laughs> yeah. Just had like initially when he was like, oh yeah, I put music on. Like I had like envisions of Gary Oldman's character in the professional yeah. listening to Beethoven <laughs> yeah. as he's going through the range. Whatever floats your boat, you know, you do you. Okay. I think that wraps up my longish list. All right, everybody. That was, that was our top picks. I think we all have some things that we would, uh, we would talk about with you in person, right? Some stuff that like didn't make the list, but was still cool. If you have questions about that or anything that you saw on YouTube or something and you think we should carry, please send us a, a Facebook message or an Instagram message. That's probably the easiest way to get a hold of us, we found out. And yeah, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more content in 2024.